Hey guys, welcome back to the Toxic Mom Podcast. What you just heard was the 911 call that came in on December 26, 1996 by Patsy Ramsey, the mother of John Benet Ramsey. As we know, this case took the world by storm when it was discovered that a six-year-old little girl had been murdered the day after Christmas. Patsy Ramsey and her husband discovered a ransom note demanding $118,000 for the return of their daughter. In the note, it said if they called 911, John Benet would be murdered. However, we know that hours after that 911 call came in, she was never kidnapped. She never left her house. She was murdered in her own home after enjoying a beautiful Christmas day with family and friends. John Benet Ramsey was found by her father. He said she was wrapped in a white blanket with duct tape around her mouth, and she also had a cord that was around her arms. He said when he found her, he laid his face against her cheek, he removed the duct tape from her mouth, and he tried to untie the cord. Earlier that day, there had been numerous detectives in the home after Patsy Ramsey made that 911 call, but after they could not find John Benet. They ordered quite a few of the detectives to leave the home, leaving just one there. That one detective then instructed the father, along with the mother, to search the house to find any clues or evidence that could point them to the whereabouts of John Benet. And that's when the father came across her lifeless body in the basement. John Benet Ramsey was buried on December 31st, 1996 and Marietta, Georgia, where the Ramsey were initially from. She was buried next to her half-sister who died in a car crash a few years earlier. Around January 1st, 1997, this is when the Ramseys made one of their first television appearances pleading for the killer to either turn themselves in or for anybody who knew anything about this murder to contact police. As with any case like this, the parents become the suspects almost immediately. A lot of people had a lot of problems with the story and how the police handled the initial investigation. For instance, let's go back. It wasn't the detectives or any other members of law enforcement who found John Benet. It was her father. Her father then 
contaminated the crime scene by touching his daughter and removing evidence from her body. Many people were wondering how and why did that happen? Even though there was only one detective on the premises at the time she was found, he should have immediately had the parents moved completely from that scene where they found her. Instead, he was allowed again to touch her, to hold her and mourn over her body where there was a massive amount of evidence that the killer left. A lot of people were concerned about the ransom note. Why would someone leave a ransom note if they had already killed her? A lot of people had issues with the 911 call. They said the mother sounded almost unbelievable, like she was faking the emotion that you heard in the call. So there was a lot of stuff going on, a lot of chitter chatter as to what happened to John Bonet and who killed her. Was it an intruder or was it someone related to her, meaning her parents? She had a nine-year-old brother at that time that was living in the home, obviously. People were even speculating that he did something and the parents were covering. So there was a lot, a lot to take in, a lot to digest, and a lot of work that police had to do to find out what happened to this little girl. When they did her autopsy, they discovered that she was bludgeoned to death, she was strangled, and there was evidence of sexual assault. They also found unidentified male DNA on her body. Obviously, with it being unidentified, it means that the parents and the brother were not a match to this DNA. There was also some evidence that someone possibly got in to their home from a window that led into their basement. But you have to remember, there were a lot of people at the Ramsey residence earlier that day, along with the night before and the day before because it was Christmas. They were entertaining family and friends like many of us do on that holiday. Some police speculated that someone possibly was in the home enjoying the Christmas festivities and had a fixation on John Bonet and waited till everybody was out of the home and John Bonet was sound asleep in bed and they took her out of her bed and did whatever to her and somehow she ended up in the basement. So again, there were a lot of things that they had to dissect with this case. So for many, many weeks, the police did a lot of detective work. Obviously, they interviewed the parents. They gathered handwriting samples from the parents because there was a ransom note and it was handwritten. And it was speculated that Patsy wrote the note 
So her and her husband had to submit to DNA testing, handwriting samples, and of course, polygraphs, and, and the rigorous interrogation by police. They were brought in on numerous occasions, interviewed together and separate about what they knew or what they weren't telling the police about the murder of their daughter. They have always maintained their innocence throughout this entire ordeal. So I wanna talk about John Bonet and why a lot of people were so fixated on this case. Obviously, um, whenever a Caucasian girl is found murdered or goes missing, the whole world seems to stop what they're doing and pay attention. And that's pretty much what happened here. But John Benet Ramsey's mother had her in some very unique extracurricular activities that caught the attention of many, in particular women. John Benet was involved in beauty pageants where she wore a lot of makeup on stage. She wore a lot of costumes that some may have deemed inappropriate. And some speculated possibly there was a pedophile that saw her at some of these events and took a liking to her, took a fixation to her, and possibly followed her and her family around to see their comings and goings. The mother took a beating by the media about these beauty pageants, because if you look at some of these beauty pageants that children are part of, a lot of the attire is inappropriate for them to be wearing on stage. I have personal experience with this, and I will agree that a lot of the attire that the girls are wearing, including adults, because there are adult beauty pageants, we know this very well, can be provocative and makes people very uncomfortable. If you're uncomfortable seeing a woman half naked prancing around the stage, can you imagine what you would feel if you were in an auditorium full of little girls wearing certain outfits. And I think as the years have gone on, as these pageants have become more and more popular, the outfits have become more and more spectacular and more and more revealing. So John Bonet, a lot of the outfits I've seen her wearing from when she was doing pageants really weren't as outlandish as some of the stuff that I've seen. Remember that show, Toddlers and Tiaras on TLC? I would say John Bonet was a little bit more toned down um, than the young girls on that particular series. And this was in the 90s. So people looked a different way in the 90s. They presented themselves a lot different in the 90s. We didn't have this social media nonsense going on, uh, and people seem to hold themselves to a higher standard um, back then than they do now. And I'm not trying to offend or insult anybody, but that's just reality. If you look at, you know, a magazine cover 
from 20, 30 years ago, it's going to look a lot different than a magazine cover today, meaning more than likely the women and men are going to be showing a lot more skin than they were back in the 80s and 90s. Now, granted, we do have Sports Illustrated. We do have Playboy. Those have been around where if you open up their magazines, they're going to have people half-dressed because you're advertising to a certain audience with those type of magazines. But even like family-friendly magazines, you have a lot of things showing that you wouldn't have had showing way back when. So I think you get the point with that. So a lot of people really beat up the mother and the father, because obviously the father had to agree with, you know, what his wife was doing with his uh, little girl in order for her to, you know, trek her around to these pageants. So they were trying to associate the pageants with the killing. I mean, could a pedophile have slipped through and, you know, watched one of these shows? Of course, you know, they're not checking credentials when you're entering these places. But I kind of didn't really agree with that. I felt bad for Patsy because here she was doing something that seemed like she and her daughter enjoyed. And then everybody's just because of their own beliefs, um, you know, beat her up. And she was asked about these beauty pageants uh, when she you know, did certain interviews and really tried to clear up. Even her husband tried to clear up that it was something that they both enjoyed and wanted to do because they thought Patsy was throwing her daughter in these beauty pageants because she was trying to live through her daughter and forcing her. And both of them said that was the furthest thing from the truth. Um, so that is that. So let's go back to um, the investigation itself. The investigation itself into this murder did not start off kosher. Again, go back to that day where she was found. Her father completely tainted the crime scene, and the crime scene wasn't even secure. The two of them should have never been allowed to wander around the house at the request of detectives. That should have been something that they were doing from the moment that they arrived after getting that 911 call. Um, the parents should have even possibly been removed from the home and taken down to police headquarters because that's often what they do, especially if they suspected there was a kidnapping. I don't know why the detectives didn't do a thorough search because obviously if they did, they would have found her body because she was laying down there for some time, you know, and the medical examiner did go into around the time frame that he suspected that she died. And she had been down there quite some time. And she was cold to touch, according to her father. So it wasn't like she just got down there a few hours before. She was down there for a while, long enough for the detectives to have found her if they properly secured that crime scene and really got to work. But it seems like they didn't. Um, so people were really wondering why that happened. And a lot of the stories was because of the monetary assets that the Ramseys had. Um, they were well-off people. Were they 
in cahoots with the police? Were the police just really relaxed because they trusted these two individuals? Were they paying off the police? So there was a lot of more rumors coming out as to why that happened. But regardless, the police didn't do a proper and thorough investigation from the moment that they got on the case. All right. So the, the Ramseys did start doing television interviews and they, they went on um, the Today Show and um, other various outlets um, not long after she died. Not in the beginning like a lot of them do, but they were focused on getting their daughter, um, you know, into the ground and, and mourning. But they really couldn't mourn because news media was surrounding them and, you know, they had started to be looked at by people as suspects, including the police. Um, so I'm going to play a clip of one of their interviews that they did give to um, the local media. And some people say, you know, well, you won't be able to see it. You'll be able to hear it. But some people suspect that, you know, they were being honest, and some people think that the body language um, during the interview suggests that they were being deceptive. So here's a little clip of them from um, 1997, actually. I did not kill my daughter, John Bonet. There have also been innuendos that she has, has been or was sexually molested. I can tell you those were the most hurtful uh, innuendos uh, to us as a family. Uh, they are totally false. Uh, John Bonet, John Bonet, and I had a very close uh, relationship. Uh, I will miss her dearly for the rest of my life. I'm Patsy Ramsey, John Bonet's mother, and I'm grateful that we are finally able to meet together face to face. I'm appalled that anyone would think that John or I would be involved in such a hideous, heinous crime. But let me assure you that I did not kill Jean Benet. I did not have anything to do with it. I love that child with my whole of my heart and soul. Mr. Mrs. Ramsey, what do you want to say to the killer of your daughter? We'll find you. We will find you. I have that as a sole mission for the rest of my life. Mrs. Ramsey? Likewise. The uh, police and investigators have assured us that this is a case which can be solved. You know, you may be eluding the authorities for a time, but God knows who you are, and we will find you. Okay, so as you can hear... Um, this was sort of a defense-like interview. They really wanted to clear their names. Um, there was speculation, as you heard the father say, from people that she was being molested by him. And he said, you know, that did not happen. And there was also some chatter that John Bonet was still wetting the bed and Patsy in a fit of rage killed her daughter because she discovered that she 
wet the bed. And that has to do with some evidence that was found um, at the crime scene. So I will get into that during part two. I'm not, again, this is one of those cases where there's so much information that I have to break it up into two parts. Um, so I'll talk about that and get really into the investigation and some theories that some seasoned detectives did come up with as they were investigating this case. So as of now, we have John Bonet, who was found in her her home dead the day after Christmas. We have a ransom note that was left demanding $118,000 because they had kidnapped her and they were going to kill her if the parents did not come up with the money and if they contacted the police. And we have people concerned with the way the case has been handled thus far. And now we have the Ramseys starting to go out there and speak on behalf of their deceased daughter and really trying to get the police to get their eyes off of them. So in the next episode, I'm going to talk about a man named Detective Smith who had worked the case for many, many years. Um, and what he found during his investigation, which was pretty interesting, especially um, what was revealed during autopsy and certain markings that were found on her body. So I'll get into that and that will be next week's episode. So, so far, let me know what you think on this one. You can email me, thetoxicmompodcast at gmail.com. can send me a tweet or a Instagram message, and we will talk soon. Have a good rest of your day.